Hello, ladies and gentlemen, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. As you can see, one of us is ready for the daytime, and the other one is dressed like a lady of the night. Good <laughs> morning. Like I have not gotten out of my PJs. I have you see your pajamas, girl. I had got. <laughs> Listen, this is my first day off in almost two months. A bitch was not putting clothes on. Y'all know <laughs> pajamas are cute. <laughs> it's like, it is three o'clock in the afternoon. It sure the fuck is. And I'm in my because <laughs> a bitch is tired. <laughs> and lucky I'm fucking here. I took my one goddamn day off in two months to talk to you fuckers. So. <laughs> Honestly, right. Yeah. Uh, like update. Days and you're lucky I'm here. But we love y'all for listening. Y'all yeah. because we abuse y'all, but we love it. I know we've like been gone podcast. for a minute, but we're back with the jump off. We've both just yeah. been very busy. Yeah, like, with, no, but like life like, and work. One of us has had like a day off of work or life for like two, three months. And, and to be honest, when I, we did, we did want to, we just got drunk. <laughs> I didn't even have it. I was, it, this, you know, when you did, I ain't even had it because how long we've been trying to catch up? Like, I know. <laughs> I know. Like and living in the same city, and it's still difficult. We're literally visiting each other in the other's workplace at this point because there's no way for us to even see each other. So you get my pajamas. Also, Savage X Fenty. I wear it all the time. Come on with the sponsorship. <laughs> It is cute. I was just like, damn, bitch, it's the middle of the day. We just doing boudoir. I know. I actually got up and was like, fuck, I need to do something with these pumpkins before they go bad. So I've been making soup all morning. Oh, That's yeah. I didn't even have time to get dressed. I've literally been like roasting pumpkins and shit all morning. Well, speaking of roasting, Bravo Con was this week, this past week. <laughs> all right. So. I will start by saying that both of us failed our audience by not going to BravoCon. We might have failed the audience, but I feel like we spared ourselves. We definitely did a, did a wonders for our personal mental health and yeah. you know that, but we definitely did our audience a disservice by not going because the girls were acting a fucking fool. Right. Okay. So catch you right. Um, Somebody I work with announced her separation at BravoCon. Who did? I think ain't that where Cynthia announced her? No, from Mike. That's not where it was. I know. No, it was announced online, but it was the same weekend. Okay, 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 okay. Because I yeah, they just asked her about it. But I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Which hashtag chill is hashtag done. That's kind of sad, but I kind of saw it coming. No shit. Everybody shade. saw it coming. He told y'all from jump that he, he was a relationship that he in. So if you expected something different, bitch, that was on you. But he already told you. Well, she had that like, I can change him. He'll settle down. I'm different. But and honestly, we don't even know that that was. We're we're guessing that that is the what the issue was. I mean, we're guessing. Um, but we don't even know that that was the that issue that had popped up on the internet with him and random blonde women in bars. Was it white white blonde women? Yes. You know, you got to specify. <laughs> One of them was a white woman with very, very, very impressive biceps. Um, And Damn. with bear doing whatever. It was weird. It didn't. It was weird. 
it was one of those videos that was like on its face not that big of a deal but then when you put it in the context of he's a married man this is inappropriate you know what i'm saying yeah it gets a little um yeah like on his face this is just any random ass single ass nigga this would be like this was just dumb shit that happens in a bar right you add the married and then the not just married but also married and very public very public it's like this is a really poor choice that's why in a lot of a lot of times with those kinds of situations of like, oh, this man was photographed with this woman, I tend to give a certain level of like grace because in many cases it really just is somebody who either A is a fan, and I hate to this sounds so sexist, or B just trying to fucking get on. Um, but if he does it because we've seen like many men do that exactly these women on Bravo to Martel Hope. <laughs> Bitch, okay. So just so y'all know, right? There is a little bit of a run of show. Um, we're just doing a quick catch up with y'all and talking about what we've been watching, i.e. all of the housewife shit, right? Yeah, mind you, I have not, I've only seen, I've gotten through Beverly Hills up to Ugh. where they are currently. That okay. is the one I'm up to date yet. I have not seen any of Potomac short of what's been online. Well, that's all you really needed to see to be perfect. And I have only seen like half of the first episode of Salt Lake City because I just haven't been home. So yeah. short of what's online, I don't really know what's going on in Potomac or Salt Lake, but I'm gonna catch up today. <laughs> if you follow, I think it's called the Peach Report on yeah, instagram yeah. if you follow that girl whoever whoever he she them they are <laughs> they give you almost the entire episode in under two minutes <laughs> i live for the beach report um oh but sheree and martel so, so did you hear the rumor too that apparently some of the other uh, atlanta housewives were talking apparently it was something i read online alleged allegedly mm-hmm. let me say this because you girls are taking to, taking everything to court. Yeah, so allegedly. Nowadays. <laughs> yes. Um, allegedly, some of the other housewives don't fuck with Martel. I mean, and we know why. We covered it. <laughs> we covered and we love America's Huntsville. Go back and listen to it. Not allegedly, because Candy said it on the show. Part of the reason they don't fuck with Martel is because Martel approached two to three of Candy's other friends to have this like relationship with. Now, again, this is Candy said that there was another friend of hers that Martel approached to do uh, have a relationship with or whatever, and they filmed for some reality show. I don't know which which one, but they did film for some show and nobody took nobody picked up on the story of them dating and, and now he started dating after, Sheree and then shortly after is when he started dating Sheree Mm-mm. so according to Candy he's been shopping this fake relationship around for a while and he finally met the right one Sheree is the one where it landed now we also know the housewife franchise are not strangers to fake relationships because we've heard no. about Kenya and about Walter Vicky about Vicky. 
Yeah, remember when she was like fake dating somebody? I don't know, like and he broke up with her ass the night before the Ultimate Girls trip. Yeah, like whoever the fuck that dude was. Yeah, like we've heard this time and time again. What was it? Danielle had a thing where like Danielle style. Yeah, some guy was like dating her to get on the show or whatever. And I was just actually rewatching a couple episodes of that a few There's, days ago. This has been a running thing with the Housewives. Remember, this happened with the Kardashians, where that basketball player said he was dating Chloe to get. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about when Chris was like, "Okay, Miss Married for seventy two hours, or was it seventy two days?" It was seventy two days, but yes, Chris was good appreciating her daughter for that little ass marriage. <laughs> Well, I, as a married woman, like, girl, shut up. Well, now, you know, you can talk about being married, too. You know, never mind. We're not getting into that. That nigga, I got an embargo on that nigga. We don't talk about him. He is sick and shut in. We don't deal with Let that man rest. Let him lay. Let him lay where he lays. Let him stay where he lays. Whatever the fuck he got going on over there, I don't, I don't care nor want to be a part. I'm not um, debating with y'all about the merits of what he's saying. I do not give a flying fuck. Not at all. Like, just get that clear. Y'all can leave me out of that fucking conversation. I don't give a fuck what he's talking about, what you think about it. I don't care. No. Leave me alone. And that's it. <laughs> um, and actually, it's funny because speaking, because we never, we talked about Jersey once. Once. Um, and we don't really like reference Jersey a lot. No. I was a fan of Jersey in the earlier seasons, not so much now. But no. apparently, bitch, did you see at BravoCon where Caroline and Teresa were at the Legends Ball? Yes. And it was the like squash the beef thing. Yes. What I tell you, Caroline Manzo paid that shit dust, and Teresa okay. followed suit and was like, "This ain't even it." Teresa's face scares me. All right, so follow me here, right? Teresa Judice is who she is. You think what you think about her, whatever, however you're pronouncing her last name nowadays, because she changes it regularly. Um, oh, <laughs> I was I, I was vaping. You could have waited. <laughs> you could have waited. You almost choked. My eyes are teared up. From season to season, how you say her last name changes from season to season. Judice, It has been. It changes from season to season. So next season, that bitch is gonna be Pet Boys, right? However, she's saying her last name now. We have to talk about the issue that is Teresa. <laughs> One, why do Teresa be on her Instagram really pimping these fake ass pages, selling fake ass designer shit? Like, okay, if I see this bitch in one more fake Gucci T shirt, I might lose it. Two, Yo. Natalie just friended me on Instagram. Why did I think she was a scam page until I was like, oh, this is Natalie. <laughs> Wait, Natalie who? <laughs> Natalie, Natalie. Natalie Nunn? Poom Poom Natalie. Oh, God, why? <laughs> I thought, Wait, what Natalie you think? No, no, no. Like, it's just wild that y'all just got to the point of like... Girl, I just followed her today because like, I just realized. Wild. Y'all just got here. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this scam page? Who is this uh, a strategic person? I have been here. No, I thought she was a scam page. I looked, it was like, oh, this is Natalie. Now I feel like an asshole. Nonetheless. <laughs> I truly thought y'all was here like long ago. Mm-mm. But anyway, and then 
if we go to Teresa and Bravo, Teresa's eyebrows, okay. You talking about Bushy Brow Sensei? That's for my Naruto fans. Yes. They're, <laughs> they're so heavy. They all are. And she wear her wigs so far down on her forehead that it just looks like Portia, baby. I know you know her. Show her where to place her wigs. No, no, no. Portia stays in her lane. <laughs> Portia said the only double lines we cross are dollar signs. I'm staying over there. I'm cool with everybody. Portia sells hair. Like, do the before and after with this bitch. Because no. <laughs> don't, don't fuck with your grandbaby. I don't care which one of the black girls does it. Somebody pull this bitch's wig back. Because, mama... Because the fact that one of them hoes over in Jersey lets you sit with that wig that far down on your forehead, ain't none of them bitches your friends. So I need you to see your friends with Nene. Nene, pull her wig back. Nene's wigs be back. They might not be the best wigs, but they be in the right fucking place. I'm not touching it. No, no, no. I don't agree with all of Nene's wig choices. But Nene's wig is always in the right goddamn place. <laughs> I Most mean, of the time, yes. Marlo, Kenya, mm -mm. Cynthia, somebody who mm -mm. knows her, tell her to pull that wig back. Even if you pull it back half an inch, bitch, it looks better. This is advice to all of the Black women on Real Housewife show, or any Real Housewife shows. When it comes to these white housewives, you mind your business, and we will get to that shit later. I mean, Garcelle does. Hold know. on. Like oh, this. save it. Hold on. All right. Hold on. Hold so on. Time. Let's go. Because Teddy Mellencamp out there beating ass. No, right. that was a rumor. Because yeah. I was looking at pictures of her hair during BravoCon, mm -hmm. and it was a woman with a similar hairstyle. So a Teddy Mellencamp impersonator out he was there. out here dragging. Yeah. Apparently, I uh, I doubt it though. Adrian and Chanel being shady as fuck to each other. When like, she, she said, um, "She said that bitch had a Kinsinyera dress on." She that's said, it. "You should have saved that Kinsinyera dress for for the teenager." That's I it. said, that's "All right, Phaedra." I was like, "Wait a minute," because the dress is cute. Like, <laughs> it was okay. It was given Cinderella, but it was a cute dress. I I enjoy a gown like that. I didn't like. I think she made it look. I think it looked good on her. I'll put it that way. Exactly. It was yeah. a cute dress. It was given Cinderella. Is it a dress I I myself would wear? No. Not. It was very fitting for who was wearing it. Yeah, it fitted. It, it very, fit the personality. It was and she could carry it. Giving Disney princess. It was given Princess and the Frog. It was giving. If only she was the frog. Ooh. I don't like that lady. I don't know that. I've never met so, that lady a day in my life. But from what I've seen from her, I don't so know. Like so, fun story, right? I've never watched Real Housewives of Dubai. You did not miss anything. My mother. I had a whole conversation with her. My mother cannot stand her. Uh, her and Lisa. I just, you know my mother. Like you know my mother. You know my mother. Like to everybody, right? Yeah, but she when she get gutter, she get gutter. She get in the car and run your ass down. Yeah, <laughs> can be a hood rat, but she for the most part likes everybody, or at least gives everybody a chance. Yeah, she did not like that lady at all. From Same. she said she didn't like the lady from the first confessional, and I was like, damn, she ain't even open her mouth. 
She was like, it was just something about the way she looked at the camera. I just didn't like. And then exactly. like her liked her from there. <laughs> no, same. For all intents and purposes, apparently she's justified in this because the lady's terrible, but I don't really know. And honestly, if you're worse than Phaedra, yeah. Okay, so they did this squash the beef thing, which was stupid and a waste of everybody's time. But and they had a couple of the girls, and it was just like, but why are we doing this? They did it a couple of times throughout, like not just the Legends Ball, but throughout, I guess, Bravo Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you want, you can watch um, certain episodes of Watch What Happens Live over on Peacock, and they are actually showing they the are Legends Ball Bravo and the Bravo Con shit. Episodes. Yeah, yeah, because like Marlo saying that thirst, that Candy was the thirstiest on Bravo, that was during the Bravo Con edition of Watch What Happens Live. <sighs> okay. And then she was like, oh my God, she's going to kill me. And it's like, the way Bravo, the way Candy do not be paying you no fucking attention, bitch. And that's why you keep bringing her name up because you really Candy want to. Candy was too busy at the premiere of The Piano Man. Candy with real actors. Candy was busy going to get her award from Glad. She's trying to get and an EGOT. She got things to do. She, my thing about, all right. So I'm going to say something that might be controversial, but I don't really give a fuck because it's my opinion. I don't like Marlo as a housewife. I don't. I hate it. I hate it so much. I wish they would have kept her as a friend as. I know you girls, you Atlanta girls that love this show, really, really wanted Marlo to get the peach. I never wanted it because I knew it was going to be a bunch of bullshit. Because, like, she's never going to talk about nothing real that's not on Instagram. Like, we've been new about the struggles with her nephews because that shit is on Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. I knew she wasn't going to do anything real. It was going to be the same silly ass shit. It's just we got to support I never wanted her. Like, I'm all for, get your bag. I'm never for stopping someone's bag. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, fire Marlo. Like, that's weird. I'm never going to say that. But I didn't need her as a full-time housewife because I knew we weren't going to get deeper than this bullshit. (sighs) Okay. I feel like Marlo is a good stand-in for, and I, this 15th season, they need to treat it as, they need to really invest into it as being the 15th anniversary. Dude, just start. No, don't start over. Don't start over. Because they're doing that with this New York Housewives, and it all, I'm already like, this looks like Gossip Girl, and I'm okay. I don't know, I'm interested. Bring back Nene. Bring back Kim. No, Pete no, no. Sheree, bring don't back bring Lisa Wu. Just Lee. add all those people the to the current cast. Leave Kim where the fuck she is. But the reboot could be going back to the basics. Go get Lisa Wu. Go get Yeah, bring Lisa Wu back. Figure out what the fuck Deshaun Snow is doing. Deshaun, let me tell you something. Miss Snow is sitting up on a perch being fucking beautiful. Exactly. I looked and was like, this is Deshaun. All right, Miss Snow. Right, go get Deshaun Snow. I know y'all She ain't coming back. I know y'all said she was born and that's why y'all didn't want her, but sometimes you need the born bitch because you, you need it. Bring Cynthia life. back too, honestly. she. It, I feel like she's actually like the rumor has it buying to come back. The rumor has it that Portia's coming back. The I heard thing. that too. The rumor, the rumor, and I'm going to say rumor because there's been no official Bravo source and or the person involved has not said this is happening. But the rumor mill says the reason why Portia took this year off is so she didn't have to face questions about Simon. 
Oh, fair. Figured if she took, which explains why she did Ultimate Girls Trip instead. Exactly. Because they're not gonna press her on that. The whole thing was that if she took this year off and do that little spinoff show with her and her family, and then do Ultimate Girls Trip, by the time she came back to the season, people would have forgot. We off it. And we off a of bolo, honestly. Now, ain't nobody thinking about bolo. Ain't nobody thinking about Fallon. Ain't nobody thinking about none of that shit no more. We don't care. Right. So she figured she'd take the year off, but still stay active in the Bravo universe. So you don't forget about her. Yeah. But she talking about what she want to talk about. She can, that's it. She can create a narrative solely based on what it is that she wants to. So it's like, even if she does go back to Atlanta, they might bring up, like, but what not Fallon your friend or whatever like that, but anybody gonna really say that because they all know how this shit works. Exactly. They all know that these friend of shows, 9, 10, or 10, you don't really know this bitch. No, you don't have. It's just yeah. somebody trying to test on the show and they gotta bring them in by somebody who already there. Or this person is a friend of, of a friend of. It's a peripheral friend. Right. It's somebody or like two or three times it, removed is like, oh, hey, yeah, I know you. What's be, up? A lot of times it really do be somebody that you don't really know like that. Yeah. The whole Fallon and Portia's whole relationship, which I don't even really understand why he was so hung up on Portia dating Simon. Because it's like, their whole relationship was... The father of Portia's child knows Simon, not friends, not business partners, just knows him. Dennis, yeah. From working through the same industries. It's peripheral. And this just happens to be his wife. There's no real connection to Portia. No. No, it was solely peripheral. It It literally was like, like, oh yeah, I know you. Because it's Atlanta, and if you a nigga in Atlanta, y'all all know each other. Especially if you own a restaurant or work in hospitality. Every, every Black person in Atlanta, especially because it's like a big city, but it's a small town at the same time, every Black person in Atlanta moving through certain industries know each other. We say this all the time because all the Black musicians in Atlanta, they're all, all know each friends other. or cousins. Yeah. Or all the black reality stars all know like y'all all move through the same circles. Atlanta's not that fucking big. It's not. Especially not when you're talking about access to wealth not and entertainment. It's not anything. Even like if it's fake wealth, because you know Atlanta's also the Atlanta, much like Brooklyn, the home of the scammer. Shit. Fuck if, that. Manhattan. I don't know. Scams are born and bred in Brooklyn. They do move to Manhattan, but Brooklyn is where they they come to fruition. (laughs) But it's really being a person of color in any industry in any city. Yeah. Like, as me and you move through the world, being here in New York, as big of a city as this is, I'm already running into people that know people. We all and only been here six months. People that know people that we know, like we're already like we do that. And yeah, like, you've only lived here six months. I've only been really, really active on this side of things for a year, and I'm running into people that know me because of this or that or this. You know, it's when you get to be a person of color in certain spaces, avenues, it's not that big. It's not. It never is, honestly. You always know somebody that knows somebody. So for everybody's a friend of somebody. Like, I can mm-hmm. see 
if I went down to the set of the Real Housewives of New York, I'm gonna know somebody that knows at least one of them. Yeah. It's just how it goes. Everybody's a friend of somebody. Well, speaking of Atlanta, did you see the picture that the girls all took together mm-hmm. with Phaedra here and Candy, three or four people down? Mm-hmm. I said, okay, we doing this now. They're bringing Candy handled it with grace. But you know, Candy, supposedly this upcoming season is her last season. Probably, and I wouldn't blame her. It's and, been, what, uh, 14 you know, years at that point? Yeah. She's the longest consecutive running housewife. In, in franchise history, not just in Atlanta. Like, in exactly. the series history, she's the longest running consecutive. So, hold on, because let me, because this kind of doubles back to, to the squash the beef thing, too, right? So, Vicky was sitting there, mm-hmm. and she had an issue with Ashley Darby, which was stupid. She was rude to Ashley. That but was Kenya weird. came up. I never got their issue. I, do, I was like, Ashley, shut up. But I also... Ashley Darby just be talking a lot. That's it. She just be talking. It was when Kenya stood up and was like, yeah, Vicky said, if it wasn't for us, we wouldn't be here. And I thought about it and it was like, hold on, wait a minute. Atlanta is what saved every franchise of Bravo. Let's be perfectly honest. Because Orange County was falling off. New York was falling off. Atlanta was the one that was holding on and Candy, unlike Vicky, has been on that show consistently longer than you have. So yes, you might have been on the first franchise and you might have been the one to open the door, but it was the black girls that put that door stop in and said, let's run it. We're not gonna act like Atlanta hasn't consecutively been the most popular franchise until about three years ago. And now only second to Potomac, to be perfectly clear. And now Potomac is the most popular franchise. It's like Potomac and then Atlanta and Beverly Hills go back and forth depending on which season. OC ain't been the most popular franchise ever. When people are like, oh yeah, I watch Real Housewives of, of Orange County, I instantly don't trust you. I've never like as a person because I I don't trust your judgment. I've never met anybody who isn't my mother who watches Real Housewives of Orange County. But in my mother's case, she's one of those people who just kind of turns on Bravo and lets it go and lets it play. Yeah, yeah, like the way you probably watch what is it, Summer House, Winter House, Southern Charm, Northern Decadence, whatever it is. All of it, the real house girlfriends of Paris, all that, the real girlfriends of Paris, ladies of London, all of it. She watches all of that, and it's just like. Which also one of the girls that saw Real Girls Friends of Paris was on College Hill, like season two. That is hilarious to me. I need to dig a dive. I'll do a dive later. She was on like <laughs> season one or two of College Hill on BT. That is so fucking funny to me. Oh. Like, this bitch said, I'm going to get a reality show check. I don't give a fuck in what capacity. Because <laughs> I don't look, I don't blame her. She was on one of the really early seasons of College Hill. I, she might have been on the season they went to the Caribbean, but oh. I don't know. I don't remember. Was she the girl? I think she had blonde, curly hair, like a sandy blonde. I genuinely couldn't tell you. I didn't really watch College Hill because that, that came on during my super work BET strike. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fair. It was also a hard time in my life when I was super, super woke, where I needed the, a fucking nap. 
and like I'm on this weird ass beef. It was weird. No, because BT was awful. Yes, let's be, also, let's be honest. It's only been until recently BT has started to put out quality programs. But it was also quite strange. That also, was, shout out to Miss Pat and the Miss Pat show. I love that show. Have not watched it. Slightly problematic, but very funny. And it's like problematic in the way of like, okay, we're trying, but they don't quite have all of the nuances as of yet. I haven't watched it. Um, okay, so two things real quick to just kind of round out BravoCon. Um, so, well, the one of these is a dual thing. So the Stampede, where they had to increase yeah, the next day. And they them overselling tickets to the panels and people being pissed off. Yeah. But yeah. To kind of wrap BravoCon up. And this is just a tidbit of our final topic of the day. Lisa Renna got booed. And promptly cussed everybody out because like, she got booed. She did that. You can take it. Own it. Fuck you, bitch. She lost in double bird situation. Lisa Runner is just a garbage human being. But once again, we'll get into that a little bit later. All right, we'll get there. Because I, let me tell you something. I have had the reason why I set up BravoCon in Salt Lake because they were kind of, I don't want to say, they were the nothings, right? Potomac and Beverly Hills incited such a burning hot rage um so we can we'll dive into salt lake very quickly um just because you haven't really it's four episodes out you've seen maybe one maybe two right i don't have and nothing has really like really happened like sorry my computer was dying and like it was a lot happening i know i keep looking at my battery like we good we good no my computer like i got the alert that was like 10 percent. it's like oh shit so (laughs) anybody watching this video will see just like a background and the computer moving shifting (laughs) it was just weird So with Salt Lake, um, not much is happening. And okay, so here's the thing. The main thing that's happening is that Whitney's figuring out her childhood trauma, figuring out that she was abused. Brains and bodies tend to wall off. Yeah. By who? What? I don't recall exactly who. I think it was family. But she's apparently she has walled it off to the point where she mentioned in earlier seasons where she was like yeah i don't remember anything from 9 to 16 i remember her saying that well apparently her siblings were telling her yeah it's it's because you were abused and they're all trying to navigate and piece these things together she's trying to dig up all of this shit right okay the heaviest thing is out the way Shout out to Whitney for doing it. I must say, that like made my chest hurt. I know. I was like, that's what I was like. I want to get through that one real quick so we can get to the funny shit. So apparently, did you heard about the rumor that Whitney and Meredith was talking about with Lisa like sucking dick to get uh, Vita tequila placements and jazz tickets? I heard that. So when they said jazz tickets, I was like, who the fuck are they going to go see? Kenny G, Al Jarreau? I ain't sucking dick to see Al Jarreau, bitch. It was yeah, the Utah was... Jazz. It was basketball. My dumb ass. No. I said, bitch, we sucking dick for Miles Davis. No. What no, are we doing? So I saw the sucking dick for jazz tickets and Vita prices. And <laughs> my thing is, I knew they were talking about the Utah Jazz. But I still say, who the fuck is sucking dick for jazz? I mean, still, still applicable. Like, 
still applicable. I don't follow basketball as closely as I used to, but I haven't known the Utah Jazz to be a team worth seeing since Carl Malone was there. <laughs> like it's wait, didn't he change his name? Carl Malone? Isn't he Meta World Peace? That's rare. That's um Ron Artest. One fuck nigga to another. Carl Malone is the nigga that called himself the mailman or the postman or some shit. Wait, yeah. was he the one that was talking about the bitches in Flint washing their pussy with dirty water? No. No, that was not him. Oh. This nigga is trash, <laughs> but not in that way. This is the nigga that got 5011 fucking kids and he don't take care of and he owned a bunch of Saturn dealerships. Okay, last is this the nigga. Is this the nigga that Gloria Govan? No, not Laura Govan? No, that was Gilbert Arenas. Different nigga. Oh, no, Gilbert. That's right. Gilbert Arenas was the Flint pussy bitch. Yes, and he's also the nigga that brought the gun to the stadium, and that's why he don't play basketball no more. The chickens have come to roost. Yeah, he brought a loaded gun into the locker room, and that's why he don't play basketball. Well, that well, among things. That's his fault. But that was- <laughs> Gilbert Arena, his big ass nose. <clears throat> yeah, that is that is all his fault. Because he's also the same one that made all them weird ass comments about that catch me outside girl before she turned eighteen. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, the whole time I thought that I thought that Lisa was sucking dick for tickets to go see Ella Fitzgerald's hologram or something. Oh, motherfucker. No. I was very confused. It's like, did you suck a dick for jazz in the park? But what does that say? Because I knew it was Utah Jazz and still had the same reaction. Like, why the fuck did you suck a dick for Utah Jazz tickets, bitch? What? How do right. I? And I, I feel like... See what the fuck the Utah Jazz ended last season with? I feel like this whole thing was... Meredith, because Meredith and Whitney both had issues with Lisa, they both, which Meredith and Whitney, yeah, Whitney, they both, what Whitney refuses to actually acknowledge, they both sat back and had this conversation. It was like, yo, I heard this, I heard this, I heard this, and then turned around and was like, I don't believe it. Actually, you saw Jazz was good last year. Oh, were you? (laughs) Apparently, I really don't keep up with basketball. I mean, I knew I didn't, so I knew I was just talking shit, but they were apparently good. They were they won fifty two and lost twenty. Oh, they were apparently number one in the Western Conference ahead of the Sun. Oh, okay. Nuggets. Well, fuck a doo the bop bop bop. Shit, there's no hologram needed. Okay. And so far this season, they've won their first two games. Well, maybe she was sucking dick to be courtside. I'm still not sucking dick for Utah Jazz tickets. No. Nobody go there. That's not enough. It's not enough press coverage for me to suck dick to get these courses. It's like, what is the game here? Because don't nobody, I need, is it a Lakers game? Is it a Knicks game? It's not even a Clippers. But see, yeah, because the paparazzi goes to the Clippers game. Is it a game that somebody who can take my photograph and get me on a blood? It ain't even a Pistons game. Yeah, because the, the press will go to a Pistons game because a good B or C list celebrity will be there. Always. Oh, cash Doll was there last night. I was night say, before you last. Can, you can catch a Cash Doll. You can catch a <laughs> Bond. 
She said, I heard you bitches was looking for me. Well, bitch, I'm sitting courtside. But and know, I didn't suck dick to get the tickets. He be performing for them all the time. So. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. He do a lot of stuff. But you can catch you can catch an Eminem there. You can catch somebody that somebody give a fuck about. Yeah. Game. At a Utah Jazz game? Anybody? Like, that's not... If the whole point of sucking dick for courtside is because you want clout, that's not the clout team. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> That's not the move. <laughs> well, according to Meredith and Whitney, they didn't believe it at all. Quote, air quotations. But y'all said it, so y'all clearly they said like, it. Whenever they say this on any of these housewives shows, I'm like, if you didn't believe it at all, you wouldn't. Then this shouldn't have been a topic of discussion. So it's either you're repeating it because you believe it on some capacity, or y'all have to admit that production manipulates everything y'all talk about. Or, or you bring it up to create whatever is necessary for chaos. you to but maintain that, still, that paycheck. Right, but that still goes into production manipulating because whether they say something or not, if you're bringing shit up because you know this will get you more screen time with the production, it's still, but y'all want to say production ain't involved. This is just A production how y'all operate or whatever, whatever. If we're going to move on, this is just how y'all operated, then y'all believe that on some level because what would be the fucking point of talking about it? Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. About shit that I know don't have no credence. I mean, I do, but I'm also like, you ain't going to fight me, so. <laughs> I do on here, but if it's Oh, no, I mean in real life, too, because they, they ain't going to fight me. But the thing about it, if it's somebody I know and somebody I know well and somebody bring me some bullshit, and I don't believe it. I'm not saying it to nobody else. No. Because I'm not going to give it the life for somebody else to believe it. Right? Well, Whitney ends up involving Heather into this discussion. And she's but like, well, we should tell Lisa. I feel like I'm in the middle. Discussion. No, Heather didn't. So Whitney keeps saying that I feel like I'm in the middle. It's like, you're not in the middle. Like, you were the cause of this discussion. You're the beginning. You and instead of just yeah. leaving it alone and letting it lie, you decide to have a discussion with Lisa in front of everybody was like, well, these are the rumors. That's that clip where you see Lisa scream, are you serious? And then she runs off in her tired ass fucking <laughs> Okay, we were doing a sexy lingerie party. Lisa comes in in men's Is that pajamas. What was happening? That's what it was. But she so goes running off in the pajamas. Why they were dressed this way? I was very confused. Well, Jen was throwing a garbage whore dinner where they were going to sit around in sexy lingerie and eat large chunks of meat, which actually I'm about. It sounds fun. It does. It's something we need to do. Also, it sounds very comfortable, very breezy. I don't know. Lingerie ain't always comfortable, depending on what you did. Some of them hoes had on courses. Courses ain't comfortable. No, and they were eating with them. Jen looked sickening, though. I would say Jen looked sickening. Jen looked, yo, I just thought about it. Jen looked like Willem. It was the exact same outfit, yep. season four, that lace bodysuit, that little corset, and the fucking heels. All she needed was the hat. Um, but all this whole trip was supposed to be about like them chilling, right? And supporting Jen. Jen was on chill and everybody else was acting the fuck up. And forgot about the reason why they were even there. So Jen collected her shit and left. <laughs> she sure did. Heather and Whitney were just saying, fuck you and all that. And while that was going on, Jen is packing her bags and was like, I'm done. 
that has been a running thing for Jen coming from last season. It's been a lot of like, I'm going to pack my belongings and leave because you have like, I'm out. Also, Salt Lake Bravo needs to figure out how to get Mary back because there's definitely something missing in that. In, in that, like, Mary needs to be back on that show, they need her because this season, the last four episodes, it's just trying. Mary is is a balancing force on that show. I will not say that. She no, is a no. force, but not no, no, a balance. The reason why I say that she's a balancing force on that show is because she'll jump down in the mess, but not in the same way they do. Like, it's a very holy argument. She's not going to get too loud. She's not going to go too far. That's it's true. Much of Jesus. Like, it's very much like if you come for me, I send the Jesus Lord after you. you. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's old it's, lady. It's old church lady shit. It's very much a church lady argument. It's like they they are firmly for the mess. They want to be in the mess. They want to be a part of the mess. Church ladies love the mess. Yes. But in the holiest way possible. Because like, I'm going to say some shady shit, but then also say in Jesus' name. Or I'm praying for you. Yes. I am. And I'm yet praying for you. I'm praying for your soul and your spirit. Mm -hmm. I wish you nothing but blessings. Like it's that it's that Christian spin on the normal shady that they do. But instead of yelling, fuck you, she gonna yell, bless you, my child. You That's it. Yeah. Like, I get it's you. It's a different element to the shady that we kind of, that was unique to Salt Lake that I miss. <laughs> Salt Lake needs her. We'll see what this new girl brings when they finally pop her ass up in. But I feel like it's just gonna be given. It's it's gonna be given to Orange County, and I don't like Orange County. I forgot like, that I'm okay bringing a new girl in. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, to the meat. Well, to the potatoes. Not quite the meat of today's episode. <laughs> um. So you've already had your appetizers, girl. I hope you're not full because I this is the entree. That you are, and she comes in two courses. I hope you're sated, but not full. Like you're ready for what we have going next, because a bitch has feelings about Beverly. Fucking no, not that, not that. No, because I can't give a whole lot to Potomac. I haven't seen it, so this is kind of gonna be your show. But when we get to Beverly Hills, a bitch has feelings. No, same. That's why I went to save Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, Potomac. Two episodes. What? So, all right. The what you've thing, seen in clips has essentially I, been the episode. The one thing I will say of Potomac, the two things I will say of Potomac. One, why the fuck? What the fuck did Mia do to her face? Oh yeah. Why she look like Jigsaw? I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> I'm very confused. I would and I haven't seen the episode, so maybe it's just in that weird ass video that her and Candace did at BravoCon that make her look like that. But I don't understand what these cheek implants is doing. I'm very confused because she was very pretty and I don't know why she didn't just leave her fucking face alone, but whatever. No. You do what makes you feel well. The other thing, which is more substantial, Giselle ain't shit. Okay. Hold it. Never been shit. Giselle ain't gonna be shit. So because you brought up Mia and segue into Giselle, perfect place. So (laughs) Mia 
apparently has um, lumps, right? And it, it, are they on her ovaries? I'm not or, sure. Or breast. She has lumps somewhere. Oh, it was breast cancer. That was the scare. I did hear about a potential cancer scare, but I didn't know the details of it. Well, nobody did. And according to me, even she doesn't right now. They're still trying to figure it out, right? Okay. Mia makes a post and it's a post about, you know, having possibly having breast cancer. And then she makes another post about how it's not breast cancer, but we're still trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. For Giselle, Jizzy, Jizz, let's just call her Jizz. Let's just call um, her actually, let's just call her Ski because she ain't no better than a dirty nigga semen. Let's call her non-existent because fuck this bitch like oh, no she's still like the problem is that she does exist that her raggedy ass whole ass daddy and her raggedy ass mama did not raise that woman to be an actual decent fucking person i don't know what jamal did to that woman but we have to reap the consequences of this shit and that is unfair and the thing about it is i don't know her don't want to don't care to don't want to be around her and even if this is just creative Bravo editing to make you the villain. It's I not. It's all the time. They can't edit what you didn't do. And that's exactly why I say it's not. When she came up to, okay, so first, hold on. So first, when she said, this woman sits up and says, Karen's the only woman that I know that would do a springtime party in a Mexican restaurant. And I thought about it. I was like, does this bitch not realize that Mexico gets spring as well? <laughs> okay, girl. Do we not cool. realize that Cinco de Mayo isn't spring? Well, I don't even think she realizes that margaritas in a Mexican restaurant? out of Mexico. But, you know. What? No, Cinco de Mayo is very much made up by white people and has nothing to do with Mexico for real. But it's completely springtime parties in Mexican restaurants. Like, what are we talking about, girl? I, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, you dumb cunt? We'll get into the use of the word cunt later. Um, but I'm not objecting. I hate that word. It tells you all you need to know. Hello. <laughs> um, they're at this party. Mia comes in, right? They've already had these previous conversations about uh, um, Mia seeking attention and cancer isn't anything to play with, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing that I felt was wrong on Mia's in, in this conversation or in this entirety of things was I tend to be a more private person. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, I'm not going to post on social media, right? That's just a me thing. Mia's very different. Mia has a large following. Mia has friends and, and fans, right? So she maybe she felt like it was her obligation to keep them in the loop as to what was going on with her, what have you. But the woman posted it. And the woman's obviously going through this. And for Giselle and that god-awful wig that she keeps, she keeps calling this man Cal, I'll hold on to that one. Yeah. Um, Giselle and that god-awful wig to come up into this woman's face and Robin as well. Because initially the conversation was Giselle, Robin, Karen, and but Robin, The thing about, the reason why, so this is why I have so much vitriol for Giselle and not as much. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Hold on. <laughs> I'm hating the picture. I'm Picasso. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The um, wine is starting to hit. I've had almost a full bottle. Oh my God. All I've had is coffee and a green juice. No, she's taking advantage of her day off because I got to go to work tomorrow right. at like seven in the morning, so... Mm -hmm. um 
for Giselle to come up to Mia and say, hey, Mia, so cancer, no cancer? What's going on? Ew. That's exactly what she said. That is disgusting. I would have spit in that bitch's face. Like, the way she would have got punched? Like, the fuck is wrong? Bitch, we're talking about my health. It's not like I said I'm going to go buy chocolate-covered coffee beans or some other weird-ass irrelevant shit. Right. Are you stupid? Why would you ever- well, we just thought you were doing it for attention. What kind of shit is that to say? What the fuck? What kind of shit is that to say? Out loud. Because you spent three seasons talking about this nigga that cheated on you just to pretend to be back with this nigga because you wanted some motherfucking attention. Don't mean everybody do this shit for the internet, bitch. Exactly. Like, are you stupid? Why would you fucking say that shit? Like, and of course, Robin in that god-awful hair color comes creeping into the side. Talking about, yeah, Always we trying to get this and this is what I was about to say, and this is why I be mad at Giselle and not Robin because Giselle be doing this shit because this bitch is miserable and hateful. Robin just want to be a fucking part because this nigga that embarrassed her so many goddamn times on fucking national TV that she be trying to keep his ass off the goddamn television so she can get into anybody else's shit that don't involve Juan Dixon showing the fuck up because every time he show up on camera he gonna embarrass that ass. That's and you know what? Juan does not embarrass Robin on this show. Robin embarrasses herself because, because she continuously in situations exactly. that you know damn well he's not going to be a part of. And you have these conversations with him that, like, y'all have decided that y'all were going to move on, right? Y'all have decided y'all were going to start a new life. I got this new house, these babies, and all of this shit. Right. They want to have a new baby. Why are we still having the same conversations do from 15 or do you years ago? Do y'all want to have a new baby or do you want to have a new baby? Exactly. Juan Dixon is very fine. He all right. Just cohabitating. He like, I'm cool. I love you. You love me. We got the kids. We good. We fucking on each other sometimes. We raising these kids together. We ain't got to have nothing else. Juan he don't want the drama. And all she want to do is drag his ass on this camera he and constantly remind him of the time that he cheated. The only reason and you made the I choice really to move think, on, so you have to move on, bitch. The way I see it, and this is what I've been saying for a while the only reason she pressing him to get married again is because this shit's on TV and everybody pressing her about why the fuck are you still living with this nigga who you're not married to. Who's pressing because her? Who's who's like actually legitimately pressing no her and not people. using it as a read? No, Giselle is. Yeah, everybody just, else uses it as a read. Everybody else is just it's fodder for her. everybody else. But it's it's very much like, oh, let me make it so y'all don't have nothing to say. That's but what it reality, is. You were completely fine living with this nigga and not being married. You were happy. Fine, this worked. Y'all didn't start having issues until you start pressing him behind the fact this lonely ass bitch is pressing you. Well, that lonely ass bitch. Mia finally TikTok Mia. Well, Mia hit the clock. <laughs> that bitch punched in, looked that woman in her face, and said, "Fuck you, Giselle." And she, she went, "Fuck me, fuck me," and Giselle s scattered off into the wind until did. bitch Katie emerges with bald head and green eyes. Katie, Katie, bitch, Katie. She showed back up. Katie showed up. Katie, they, Katie turned around and was looking at everybody and was like, "I'm not even kidding you." The way I thought Katie was in a mental institution, for real, because the last time she was on that show, that bitch seemed very unhinged. She was giving Britney Spears. I thought she was in a mental institution. That's another lady I got an embargo on. I don't want her in my life, but continue. Not Katie, Britney. I'm okay. 
makes me uncomfortable. She she was giving Britney. She makes me uncomfortable. Twirling in the entryway. I, Come on, legislate my pussy. Yeah, that would. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Embargo. Katie shows up, bald head and green eyes. And all of a sudden, Giselle goes, oh, well, you know, Ray has a crush on Katie because they did this little couple question game. They're like, oh, if you weren't with your wife, who, which of the other friends would you be with? And Ray was like, okay. Also said that Chris was trying to fuck her. Hold on, hold on, girl, hold on. We're setting the seed. Girl, you got your foot on the gas. This is a journey. That's because these hoes annoy me. Like it's the, the, it's the journey, not the destination, girl. Bitches. Like Giselle succeeded in convincing Ashley to divorce that nigga she was with. Granted, she should have. She should have. But you mean divorce her father? Granted, it should have happened because Michael Darby is trash. But. You succeeded in getting this girl to divorce her nigga, and now you going to start. You tried to break up Monique and Chris. That didn't happen. Trying to break up, like bitch. If you're lonely and your nigga fucking on Pedro and you mad about it, just say that. That's girl. Just say that. She but she ups the she ups her shitty factor just by a notch with the Katie and Ray thing, and Katie grabs Ray's ass. Then she sits down with Ashley and was like, "So." you're not getting divorced that's not a real divorce because actually for whatever reason ashley and michael are buying a house house together ashley's like he's gonna buy me a house so i don't give a fuck and i don't blame her uh, it's in the name of the llc as long as my name is somewhere on that saying that i'm the property holder <laughs> oh, excuse me as well i can I give a fuck well, about that's that. kind of stupid to me but i mean look i don't blame her. what ashley does is stupid to me in my truth so, you know. But she also lets it slip in the midst of like trying to read Ashley about this whole house thing that Robin's name is the only one in the house. Right. Yeah. And Robin quickly explains like, yo, Juan's credit's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, that's the only reason why. It's like, yeah, his credit's fucked. It's like, mm-hmm. mine is better. Like, my name should be on the house. It keeps everything at a lower rate, which makes perfect fucking sense. It is. <laughs> But Giselle tries to turn it into, well, Robin's name is on this house because she don't trust this man. And she want to make sure that she's good. And Robin's like, no, his credit is just fucked up. Like, that's all. But then it's like, Robin, lady, at what point does your desire to be on this show wane to your common sense around who this bitch is? Exactly. Because... This ain't the first, second, or third time that she's tried to shit on you. No, to your to face. Make herself look better or to make a fucking point. So it Girl, point, you were going through depression, trying to navigate that, feeling as if you were not being not only the best mother, the best wife, or the best for you. And this woman looked you in the face and said, you can't do that because you've got a fine ass man. Not uplift you, not sit back and say, you know what, girl, this time has been hard on everybody. And I fully understand it. You need to talk to someone. No, she said, your nigga too fine for you to be this lazy. Exactly. And it's like, oh, I got to give her tough love. It's like, that's not tough love. That is abuse. And very like, this woman's like, at a low point. You don't get your shit together. I'm going to fuck on your nigga. That's basically what she said. Like, well, since we're talking about being sneaky links, now we can get into 
Ashley, Giselle, and Candace. Now, which okay, I am so, very proud of Candace. Me too. But what annoyed me was when you see the full conversation between Chris and these women, it is very clear this is just, it's very innocent. It's That's very. It. Like, when you see the full conversation, he looks at these women as being like, oh, they're, they're friends. They're friends of the family. They're co-workers. These are co-workers. These are friends. These are people I can feel comfortable inviting to my space. <clears throat> Hold on. My work friends. <laughs> there till 5 p.m. That's very much what this is. It was yeah. like we were all in the same space because this work engagement, let's unwind together. So That's it. For Giselle to then try to take it and paint it as if he was saying, my wife out of town, let me get that pussy, is weird as fuck in this bitch's family. It's okay. So it starts with Ashley and she's like, yeah, Chris texts me at four o'clock in the morning talking about let's like come to the W. And she's talking to Robin about it initially. And Robin's like, yeah, he's the general manager of View. Right. Which once that was said, and even when that was said, she goes, oh, oh, okay. I can get the initial like, yo, what the fuck? Like, and then the, once the clarity hit, wild, it's like, wait, oh, this ain't shit. It's like, oh, no, he's the general manager of the restaurant over That here. is it. It's like, oh, bet he telling me to come hang out because he said, he's at the space and he's like, y'all can come. I got y'all. That's like you telling me to come to your bar. You know what? And this was the thing, too, because they kept she kept harping on it being 2.40 in the morning. For those of you who don't work in hospitality or restaurant industry, that's like 7 p.m. to us. Exactly. Because we are up at that hour. Exactly. And a lot of times, like, I'll text people with no, like, I'll just, like, they'll text me in the morning when they get up to it. But it's just when I'm thinking about shit. A lot of times, it is 2 to 4 a.m. 2, 3, 4 o'clock text. From yes. Or my other bartender friends that's like, are you- That's our 7, 8, 8 p.m. Come hang out. We're going to go over here. Come meet me or whatever. We're, we're catching last call at a place or some shit. Yeah. Like it's, it, there was nothing to it. Yeah. And the moment that, because the clarity hit, because Robin was like, yeah, no, he he just he just runs that. He's like, oh, okay. But then proceeds to have a, a conversation with Candace and doesn't say like, hey, so this is the thing. Chris texted me at 2.40. I didn't understand the full scope of what it was. I didn't know that he was the GM of it. What I'm really trying to do is just bring this to light. I don't want you to go through his phone and be like, yo, you texted. I, I don't want no issues. No weird shit. Now it's I know really what it is. like, he was exactly. there. He knew I was in the area. He said, come hang out. Right. Hang out. I'll, I'll buy you a round or two. Right. And for yeah. Candace to sit there and go, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you weren't trying to be messy. I was like, all right, Candace. Because I was waiting for her to snap off on that one. When, and then with Giselle. So then, so this is Candace's post on Twitter. Let me pull it up because I'm going to say exactly what she said. Because what she said made total sense to me. Because it's just like, why would, like, what was your fucking point? You know what I'm saying? Like, Hold on. Keep talking because I'm trying to find it. Uh, okay. Um, 
so Candace has this this discussion with Ashley. Ashley essentially walks away feeling like, well, we we squash it and there's no issue. And Candace is like, this feels messy, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Giselle is running back to Robin. She apparently she mentioned it to Robin after the reunion last year that she was made to feel uncomfortable by Chris. Yeah. And she gives us the play by play of everything that happened. Chris asked her could they have a private conversation? She said, yeah, let's go to my room. And she says, yes, let's go to my room because according to her, she thinks that her glam is still there. Mm -hmm. Nobody's there. It's just them. They talk. He leaves. It's done. Giselle feels uncomfortable, which I, which baffled me, the fact that Giselle can run back after the fact and say that I feel uncomfortable when she's been so willing and so open to say whatever the fuck she wants to anybody else at any given time, that instead of establishing this boundary with Chris of like, oh, yo, nobody's here. Hold up. Like, let's go someplace else. I, I just don't want no mess. You're a married man. I don't want no issues. I don't want no I don't want no gossip. I don't want none of that. But I'm more than happy to talk to you in a different location where other people may be. Instead of saying that. She decides to sit there and have this conversation. And then she runs back. And this is why I said I was going to hold off on the cow punk. Then she decides to go back and say, well, Cal, well, um, Chris said goodbye to Cal. And Cal said he didn't like it because he knew he wasn't there. Cal is not your friend. If Cal, wasn't, if Cal was your friend, he would not let you walk out your house, not let you get on TV with them trifling ass, raggedy ass, gutter snipe ass wigs that he set atop of your skull. He is not your friend. That nigga is your enemy. And instead of you sitting back and realizing that you look like a whole ass raggedy fool and this nigga got it out for you, you want to play run tell that ass bitch with some stupid shit that that punk got to say. Right. He make you look a fool and you continue with the actions. Mm. What is the old saying? It starts from the head. In her case, it really does with that trifling ass wig she always got on. Pick one. That bitch is raggedy. And then proceeds to have this conversation with Robin about like, oh yeah, well, I, I felt uncomfortable. And even Robin, which still surprised me in that situation, she was like, yeah, no, it's not, it's not that, Giselle. I think that Robin is starting to see Giselle for who she is. I, th- I honestly kind of think so. I the think Mia thing so. put me off. But this, like, Robin is, it looks like Robin's starting to position herself to finally be her own person yeah and that is gonna be interesting in the way that the season plays out if it plays out that way because because they're gonna harp this candace chris storyline on to the end like this is gonna branch off cause a bunch of arguments fights but this is gonna be the root of the entire season Candace. I, I really cannot find what she said in response. Because it Check was Peach like report. Really, a really good response to this as far as like what she could have said. And I just literally cannot find it. Check the are you on a Peach Report or are you on her Twitter? Uh her Twitter I can't find. I couldn't find it either. I think she might have deleted her Twitter. I cannot find it. Um, check Peach Report because they'll have all of that. I was shout out to them once again. I was on there and I didn't see the the tweets that I'm talking about. I saw it, and I don't even see it like posted where I saw it earlier. So I think it might have been deleted. 
It might have. I remember seeing a response where it was like, oh, so we're going to be the storyline this season. There was um, that, and then she talked about how, like, she thinks it's really, really convenient that because Giselle don't have a man, Jamal, to basically be around. A business. She's and not interest, trying to do them and class, then goes dignity, shut up. integrity. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, if we're gonna list all the things that Giselle doesn't have, we can start now and I'll be done by so, seven. And then it goes into how she's so miserable and it's unfortunate that she's training other women to be as miserable as she is because she's raising daughters in her misery. And when she said that, I said, ooh. It's unfortunate for everybody else in the world of what she's unleashing because she has all this shit she hasn't dealt with and she's passing it along to her daughters. Generational like, trauma. reason why, and then it was something along the lines of there's a reason why your daughters don't want to see you and their father together because they know that you're a terrible fucking miserable person and no one deserves to be bothered with you. There's a daughters always seem really over it in filming because they're tired of dealing with your negativity like the rest of us are because you're terrible, you're awful, you're miserable, and you're so busy spreading your misery around that you can't even see what it's doing to your own kids. Why do you think your daughter's yes? She truly is. Yeah, like it was like nine tweets. It was like, why do you think your daughters don't never talk? Why do you think that you don't feel as close to them because you're so fucking miserable and you can't see past your own goddamn misery that you don't even see what you're doing to them by spreading this bullshit around? First, bullshit about their father, which tainted their image about him. And then now it's bullshit about everybody else. There's a reason why the only friend you have is Robin, and that's because she don't fucking think for herself. I don't even think she got a friend in Jesus anymore. I don't know that Robin's her friend. I think it's a cute alliance for the show. I think I think Robin is actually her friend. I think Robin I don't actually know is that like her Robin's friend. her friend. I think it was this green eye bandits thing. Well, no, they're always like out. They're always. No, out that's together. what I'm saying. I think it became a cute branding thing for the show. And now they do the podcast, and they do- which reasonably girl. Let me tell you, let's hold on. Let's pull over here just I'm for, not quick, just for a quick second. Hands, I have no desire to. So. Never will. Don't care about it. But the, this is where I'm at. What I'm absolutely positively disgusted and tired with is straight Black women invading Black queer spaces, picking and choosing what they want to take, much like white people do, let's be mm-hmm. frank and honest, and then running with it and think that they're creating something of their own. Grizzly shady shit, bitch. What she doesn't know and what none of these ladies really truly know is that in the real world, playing games of shade and reading oftentimes get your ass beat. It gets your teeth knocked out. It gets your face bashed on the curb. So if you don't want to be in that, then don't play games of shade and reading. But let's go one step. If you can't stand up and ain't got the hands, then shut the fuck up. No, if we go one step further, because they then pick and choose these elements from queer culture to use to make themselves more interesting, more lit, more whatever else. And then want to put boundaries on what you can say and what you can't say in response. But then want to then use homophobia as their go-to insult. Exactly. 
So that reasonably every shady is reasonably trashy. Try. It's garbage. Fuck every off. time these girls try to come for Ashley, it's always based in homophobia. Every time they try to come for Candy, it's based in a level yep. of homophobia. Every they always want to use homophobia as their insults. When Marlo tried to come for Sheree and was like, "That's why you ain't married because you want to stay hanging with them faggots and shit like that." Yeah, like, y'all want to use gay and queer people to make you lit because you want our slang, you want our appearance, you want our makeup tips, our wardrobe tips, our wig choices. Y'all, you want all of that. Yes. But then you use this homophobia, this queer phobia as your go-to insult because you know it's going to make an impact. That's it. And it's like, you can't be a... You want to jump up on the pride floats, but still want to say shit like, oh, because you hanging with them faggots. Like, come on, bro. You can't have it both fucking ways. Girl, go away. I just... (sighs) But... but, I'm, I watch this show because I when they get into Giselle's and Candace's like Wendy last season, Monique, when people like that go after folks that are like this, it is fulfilling. Because, but, yeah, but you know what though, this on us because we keep letting them come to the Pride Parade. That's also we, we pay keep, them to come to these things. Why we keep paying them to come to these things? We keep going to try to jump on their teams to be their stylists, to be their hairstylists, to. Provide them with free wigs to not in Giselle's case because that bitch be tacky as fuck. And I don't know who the fuck. Bitch, I, I just said that that nigga is setting her ass up for the okie doke every Cal time she wakes making up. Making her look fucking stupid. I think Cal don't like you for real because either this nigga that nigga is not your friend, hair, girl. Or he don't fuck with you because your wigs be wild, bro. Like, like you can tell that the woman has a lot of hair and it is thick. But why did this bitch walking around looking like Alien Two with a wig on? Mm-mm. There are ways around that, Cal. Cal don't care. He put your shit up in braids, and it's like, all right, bitch. Cal Probably not even braids. He throw that shit in a ponytail. What he doing? And let you walk around with that old hard ass wig line every time we see you. Mm-mm. Hard ass. Ain't no lace. Ain't no blend. There's no bleaching. It's just a hard bitch, line. Is, my glueless wigs blend better than this bitch's. Like, hold on. Mm-mm. Giselle's wig line. No, I can't. No, it's just like a mess of some synthetic hair just set upon a skull. But I can't do it. It is awful. But But Candace has my glueless wigs blend better than this bitch's real wigs. There's a woman I follow on YouTube called it's like Mary Kay Bella, something like that, and she Mm -hmm. does Slayer Throwaway, where she finds affordable wigs and she rates them is it a sleigh is it a throwaway or she said does it need some of the building fund she's a church lady yeah <laughs> building fund is when you zhuzh it up a little bit exactly. she finds wigs that look very good for well, see, very cheap if some of y'all who listen to this follow one or both of us on instagram and y'all may have seen our new photos when you get this you'll see our new cover our new podcast art or you're watching this video, the wig that I am wearing currently, and also in all those photos, is a $40 synthetic joint that's completely glueless. This, but this look better than that shit that Cal be putting on Giselle's fucking head. Every like, time. Oh, 
Because you wouldn't know that this motherfucker wasn't growing out my scalp except for the fact that this bitch is orange. Right. Like, it's, and even with orange, it would still kind of look like I dyed my hair. Like, you wouldn't know this motherfucker because the bitch is, the lace is laid out this motherfucker. Like, lace is melted, bitch. That's the it's thing. All last photos that you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Well, Candace and Giselle finally meet up at um, Ashley's little dance class thing, which was... I'm confused why we're inviting Sharice anywhere. We should just are they bringing her back to the show? Like, what is this weird? Robin and Giselle are hell bent on like inviting Sharice to things, and I'm like, she, we don't, we don't care about her. I didn't leave her where she she lies. Part of the show, she's she shouldn't be. I don't know why they keep why she keeps popping up. But that's just it. When she was an active part of the show, I didn't need her. I definitely don't need her now because I don't need two bitter ass bitches. Um, We already got two. We don't need a third. We don't. We don't need the witches of Eastwick of bitter hoes on the fucking show. Like I just don't need. I'm about to say something that's body shaming. I don't give a fuck. We already got small, medium. We damn sure don't need large, bitter bitch. Let her stay at home. It is body shaming, and I don't care. I fuck her. I just don't. I didn't care when she was a part of the show. I don't know. No, nobody cared Stop about Sharice. Make fetch happen. We her don't... husband didn't care about her. Why the fuck do you oh, think we do? Bitch, I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just came out. And I just and took myself that out. That was really fucking intense, bitch. I don't know. I just want them to stop Ooh. making. Stop trying to make fetch. Happen. You want to talk reasonably shady? Fuck with it. We don't stop playing the one-on-one games, girl. Yeah, Graduate. we don't care. We didn't come care to a then. summa cum laude, bitch. We didn't care then. We don't care now. Like, leave us the fuck alone, bitch. We don't. I wish they would just let her go. Let her be. She didn't work season one, season two, bitch. Like, no. we did not give a fuck when y'all and y'all tried to bring her in three, four, and five, and when everybody was like, with, no. When y'all had this bitch pop up with Monique, like we supposed to pretend like she knew this motherfucker. In season three, we didn't care. When this bitch popped back up at something else in season four, we didn't care. No. We don't fucking care. Leave Stop us alone. inviting her to the party. Stop. Go home, friend. Stop bringing her to the function. We don't care. She doesn't add shit. And honestly, just makes Giselle look more bitter than she already is. Because you go always find queen bitter bitch to back you up. Wasn't you just mad last time they brought this bitch up? And now y'all friends? Didn't you, wasn't you just friends with Candace because y'all was trying to get Monique off the show? Because you was mad that Monique was on the show from day one because she had a nigga and had more money than you. So you're homeless? Actually, I have five homes. You've been trying to, and then all of a sudden, it turns into her bragging. Day one, yes. y'all use this bitch to get her. Y'all hype this bitch up, this little bitch Candace up, with this fucking fight where she got her ass whooping. In reality, it should have just been that, but y'all hyped her up with all this extra shit. That's the thing because y'all wanted to get Monique off the fucking show. Now she's gone, and guess what? Candace still is happier than you. So now you got your sights set on her. Since set in the show. Oh, no, I'm going to the Grammys. You went through all you could do to break up Ashley's marriage, and it fucking worked. 
Right. Been trying to break up Karen's marriage for as long as you fucking could. That's why they and brought Sharice back. Exactly. You cling on to Robin because this bitch is just as miserable as you fucking are. Robin is insecure in her relationship. Right. And instead of acknowledging that and working specifically on that with the man that she shares a home with Mm -hmm. and children with and a life with, she once again brings him into these bullshit situations. She partners up with that old raggedy ass. Let me not say that. They, I do have boundaries. But honestly, in all reality, with everything in my black ass spirit and in my being, truly fuck Giselle. Yes. I will die on that motherfucker. Because at this point... Girl, there ain't no dying on that hill. That hill is thriving and dancing. But at this point... The though, only death is the death between Giselle's legs. The most tired, rotten-ass beef curtains she's got right between her thighs. Where I'm at right now, this ain't even on no... What I'm normally on, where it's like, I don't really know you, but based on the actions that I've seen on this show, this is like... We've seen it for... I'm seven years. Like I'm basing this fuck you on your exes on this show, but I don't have no desire to know you. Never. I literally have no desire to know you. I don't give a fuck if you have a desire to know me, bitch. You probably won't even hear this shit. And I don't give a flying fuck about it because it's honestly fuck you for eternity. Yes. I like I cannot. I just I don't understand that level of miserable and I don't want it around me in my face or nothing else. Yes. I'm just talking about this bitch for real. Because truly with everything in my soul, spirit, and every black ass part of my being, fuck her. Okay, let's get back to dance class. Bitch, why? <laughs> because Candace and Giselle finally have a discussion. And Giselle goes and she lays out the exact same thing, essentially, was that she said to Robin. She can't remember what Chris was saying. What she said to Robin was, oh, he was complaining about his wife. According to Chris, that's not what it was. And I'm definitely more inclined to believe Chris, which is more uh, fucked up. I'm more inclined Chris, to believe a white man over a black woman. <laughs> and not believe problematic. Of this bitch. Right. And Candace, Giselle pulls Candace aside after the class they have a discussion about it. And Candace politely grabs her thing. So she said, where's Eric? I need Eric. And she lets Eric know that my husband, this is not going to be my husband's, my husband's narrative this season. If you want that kind of thing, you already have Ashley, uh, not Ashley, you already have Michael Darby. And then the episode ends. And I was like, yeah, I would have, I would not have to ask to speak to Eric without Giselle being there. Because it would have been a conversation between the three of us. It's like, this is what you're going to let this bitch do? Mm -hmm. And my fingers would have been all in that bitch's face. Every time I said something, it would have been that bitch, that low life, that gutter snipe, that that bitch that can't even, that bitch that whose pussy is too rotten, she can't even lay it low and spread it wide. I'm not going to do that. But (laughs) it very much would have been like, we're not. I'm sorry, I just took myself out again is draw me into your bullshit because what the fuck is wrong with you exactly like what is your fucking problem right um okay now uh, now the real housewives of beverly hills do we have to yes yes because i need to get it out i was gonna rant on instagram and it was like no save it for the podcast i'm like live on instagram right now oh are you 
Oh, well, shit, bitch, what am I doing? I'm about to go live, too. Fuck While this. we're recording this, because Reality Rewind is coming back, y'all. Y'all gonna hear this in this back. But yes, I am live on Instagram right now, because I knew it was about to be some bullshit. This is probably one of, not one of, this just is, you know what, bitch, can I go live with that BravoCon filter? I don't know that that's a thing, but... You can go live and then you can join my live and this will be weird, but it is what it is. Oh my goodness. Oh no, you can't see me. Oh so no, you can. Oh, it's the other way. Join my live and speaking specifically to the live, I'm not adding anybody other than my co-host because we're actively recording. There we go. Pitch. I just went live with the BravoCon filter. Let's get messy. Actively All right. recording a podcast right now, so I'm not going to add anybody to this live. While we're going, no, it's a lot. Little Miss, I got 10,000 followers. I'm still, ooh, this BravoCon filter. I mean, it makes me look sweaty, but the skin is skinning. Do I have 10,000 followers? I might have more than that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's, you know, it'd be like that. Um, Okay. (laughs) So I know these niggas in this podcast are like, these niggas is ghetto. They just be. And it's fine because that's why y'all like to be here. Um. Okay, I just sent you the request. So did you? Yeah. Oh my goodness, it just changed. It hasn't come up yet. Your request to be in my life hasn't come up yet. Hey y'all, I'm actively recording the podcast. So hey, (laughs) y'all gonna hear all this on the podcast when y'all listening because reality rewind is coming back. So hey y'all. Yes. Maybe it won't let me. Okay, let's not use the BravoCon filter. I got too excited. I'm about to get out of here because this is doing a lot. <laughs> there we go. Um, I don't see you here, but, you know, it'd be like that. No, I just popped back on. I took the BravoCon filter off because I was like, why can't I? Why is, why is she acting up? Nah, why is she being ghetto like BravoCon? I mean, because BravoCon is ghetto. I mean, hello. No shade, though. If you want to send us tickets, I'll happily show up. Bitch, I am sweaty. Yeah, oh, talking about Giselle got me sweating, bitch. I am glistening. And this conversation is going to make me per- perspire even more. Um, I just got a thing to, re- to be in your life. Okay. Mm. So, so here we are. We're here. We're together. We're on live and recording at the same time. Yes. Because we ain't done this in a long time, so right. Oh, turn, uh, turn the volume down on your phone. I was getting there. I just hadn't gotten there yet. Okay, so Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, We're so when. Hold on, I'm gonna put my phone on the on the camera so that things are together i mean okay. like stand is that better yeah that's better okay. okay i can look at both and i'm good but from this distance i can't see shit y'all saying so it'd be like that <laughs> um okay so real housewives of beverly hills just wrapped up what is this their 12th season well there's one more episode left yeah because it's they did part one and two at a reunion and yeah um this reunion was let me let me say this my heart goes out to garcelle very completely much. and utterly very much so and when 
Erica, I'm I'm not going to call her Erica Jane. We're going to call her Erica Girardi because she spent 20 years of her life getting fucked on the back by a scammer, fucked her way onto the show and fucked her way into a mediocre music career where she makes music for fucking meth addicted circuit queens. Let's call a spade a spade. So you don't get the respect of me using your stage name. She is Erica Girardi, the wife of a scammer. Intense than I was ready for, but yes, yes. <laughs> This is my running thing, and this is why Erica has actually quite annoyed me for the last couple seasons. This season has been so full of dog whistles. Yes. Like, all this, like, weird-ass racist shit they keep fucking saying. It has been that since Garcelle has been on the show. But it's not even just towards Garcelle, because Crystal's getting it, too. Yes, and Crystal doesn't have, like, that... Crystal doesn't have the capability to sit back and actually lay out what it is. She gets lost, she gets fumbly, and she allows the shit that these other women say in the meantime to throw her off. When really, she needs to speak sternly. And she needs to speak with her hands. Not hit him, maybe hit him. But not really hit him, but speak directly and stay on fucking point. And I'm glad that people are finally realizing that not only is Lisa Renna terrible. Awful. But so is Kyle fucking Richards. Kyle is probably the worst garbage bag human being on the show. Mm-mm. Actually, no, I take that back. I take that back. No, she's not the worst, but she's very bad. Yeah. Lisa Renna and, and Erica, Erica Girardi are, are the worst. And only quickly follow and only quickly followed by Dorit. Doris. It is bad because Dorit has the habit of excusing behavior that she knows doesn't. That's exactly it. And of excusing bad behavior in a way that it's like, bitch, now you know better. Even during the reunion, when they were talking to Garcelle Mm -hmm. about the shit that was, okay, let's start here. Fuck Andy Cohen. And it's always fuck Andy Cohen. Always. The reason why I say fuck Andy Cohen is there was a conversation that was taking place specifically about the shit that Garcelle's son received. Everything that Garcelle's son received, everything, oh, everybody was, no, 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 no. This specifically referenced state-sanctioned violence and murder of African-American people in this fucking country. So to loop that in with the bullshit that these old raggedy-ass girls and they trifling-ass they're trifling ass daughters get out their kids but to wrap it into the bullshit when somebody literally denounced the hate nigga fuck you somebody literally said if your daddy ain't white you would have a knee on your neck exactly and you picked that comment specifically to this 14 year old boy yep because this was something that really annoyed me through the show. The they entirety. Kept to, they kept trying to make it like they were, like she was talking to a grown man. This is a 14-year-old boy. But that's, what do we know? We know that as do. us as Black folks, this the minute that we turn 12 and 13, all the time. we are no longer children. Garcelle this world sees us as fucking adults. Had Garcelle said the same shit to Portia, all hell would have broke loose. So oh, I, I was like know, Portia. I was thinking yeah. Williams is like Garcella. Portia no, no, no. Williams got beef. Um, Kim, that doesn't make you um, happy. Kyle's Kyle's daughter. daughter. But it's like we're not gonna act like y'all didn't keep. First of all, it was like 
Oh, well, he's 16. Let's not act like he's a baby. First of all, 16 is still a minor. He's 14. And he's 14. That boy is 14 years old. Because when it was said, oh, no, he's 14. It's like, oh, well, oh, well. Like, we're not going to act like because this is Garcelle's child and this is a Black boy that it's okay to speak to him in this manner. This is still a child. This is still a minor. Y'all not going to do that weird ass shit where y'all try to act like black kids are older than other kids their same fucking age because y'all had an attitude about Denise not having her kids around y'all because the way y'all fucking talk. And and got mad when Denise's husband was like, why is this an issue? Like, leave it alone. Called him aggressive, said he had an issue, said all these problems about this man. And the only thing that he did was check you about his children. It's like, stop talking about my kids. What the fuck exactly. they got to do with this? Nothing. Exactly. And these weren't even his kids that he was talking about. Let's be perfectly frank. These were Charlie Sheen's children he was talking about. And he was willing to lay himself on the line to protect them from y'all. Y'all don't stop and think that that's a fucking problem? I don't think that's a goddamn issue. Like get the get, uh, because if we go through the history of the way they have exposed children, yes, we're not gonna talk about the conversations that they had around Taylor's child about her father when she was being abused. When she was being abused. Yep. Yeah, and then blame Lisa Vanderpump. Say, like, well, Lisa told me to say it, but bitch, you said exactly. it. Exactly, but you said it. And don't get me wrong, though. Don't get me wrong. It needed to be said. And it needed to be said within that group, but it needed to be said off camera. Not with her baby there. Though. No. It's like, yeah, yo, we work together, gonna, but we know this I, shit, girl. What's up? We're not going to act like y'all didn't have conversations about Adrian Malou's children and more importantly, the conception of her children. Uh, yeah. On the television show. So with this whole kids are off limits because y'all been doing this. Y'all only saying this now because it's Garcelle standing up for her fucking kid. And Garcelle, let's just let's just really get into it. No way, shape from a passion. This is why I'm campaigning for Cherie to be on the show as a full housewife. Mm -hmm. Garcelle needs Cherie. Mm -hmm. She has Sutton. Sutton, I'm actually starting to like. Sutton's good friends with Jennifer Tilly, and they need to bring Jennifer Tilly on the show. I the way I want Jennifer Tilly on this show is so fucking bad. Yes, I, I feel like she would be a girl Tilly that's like starts like off cool and then gets into it. it. Yes, but Garcelle I, needs Cherie on the show to be able to survive because these women are going to these women are going to play white victim every chance that they get. The Do minute right. that Garcelle says Garcelle something, even in the season finale when when Garcelle said Kathy's apologized Kyle wants us to move forward and Lisa's Marina says and she says it calmly far calmer than I just did Lisa was like well what's the attitude I'm sensing an attitude Garcelle there wasn't an ounce of attitude there was not an ounce of attitude with that woman but Lisa Renna and that I dream of genie bullshit ass raggedy ass ponytail that she had on the back of her head I'm sure it was done by Cal Mm-hmm. proceeded to become aggressive with a woman who just said, you know what, we should probably just leave this alone because Kyle what is What annoys me about this whole thing is that Garcelle has to be so thoughtful and calculated. Every step of the way. The but you way know that's what it is. You know that's navigating white spaces. Exactly. And that's what annoys me because it's like, 
they consistently say, oh, you have an attitude. Oh, you're aggressive. Oh, oh you're a bully. You're that. But it's like, they're like, oh, but we're not racist. But you are because you're consistently throwing out these dog whistles. I don't give a fuck if it's like no racism, if it's conscious racism, if you're consistently throwing out, because you keep calling her aggressive. That's exactly it. She got an attitude. You know what the fuck this shit, like y'all not stupid. You hoes are too old. Y'all know when you say it towards black women, we're not going to sit and act like you have no fucking idea as to what you're saying. You're throwing out all these racist ass dog whistles, but then saying shit like, oh, well, why is it every time I disagree with Gar- Garcelle, it's racist. It's racist. We can't argue with Garcelle because it's racist. Place. And then sometimes it off, what was it? Um, something That's you host. always racist. And then and Lisa Renner then proceeded to sign off on that post and said, um, I'm telling you hoes. It was something you hoes, specifically like you it. hoes. It's like, you know, if you don't get out of here with this old performative aspect, bullshit of blackness, or what you like, perceive as being blackness, why? girl. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. The shit gets called racist because it fucking is. It is. It because is. The thing is, because we're not, because Kyle wouldn't have come at none of the white girls the way she came at Garcelle about that charity. Yes. Lisa Renner wouldn't have said shit like she said to Garcelle to none of the white girls. Like, we're not no. gonna act like it's not racist because it fucking We wouldn't is. sit up and have but a conversation and say that the word evil racism is, is worse than the word cunt. Like, the, the fact that they sat up, the fact that, that Diana, which here here's the racism of bravo why did diana not get subtitles because i couldn't understand half that half the shit that that bitch said she said but also bigger than that fuck diana because she just racist the rest and she is completely utterly just because you hide your racism under a weird ass apology you know the fuck you were saying girl she hides her racism under botox and lip fillers you knew what you were saying when you said oh it must suck to be a black creator you know the fuck that meant bitch you knew what the fuck you were saying. Oh, I thought it was like the dark web. Like, girl, no. And then they I sat up and made excuses for her in that. Right. 400 years, y'all have and had all of this time to inform yourself. Weird. You've had 50 plus years. You've had at least the access to money and education for at least 30 of those years. Who is this calling me? Oh. oh. And we're also not going to act like Diana wasn't a whole ass pimp out here. Because Diana was a whole ass pimp out here. She was running around with Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein just like the other girls was. Sorry, y'all. That was my laundry pickup. <laughs> okay, that's why we got offline. These niggas is late. Um, it's also weird. Sorry, y'all. To live and record a podcast at the same time. That shit is strange. I can't even close out the live. All right, whatever. It's fine. Um, anyway. <sighs> Diana. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Diana just the fact that they sat up there and Diana was in her feelings about being called soulless and evil after all of the ridiculous shit that she said about Sutton throughout the entire the entire season, and then proceeded to direct the things that Sutton about said about her to Garcelle mm-hmm. and proceeded to say, well, you call me evil. That's worse than being called a cunt. 
and Lisa Renna's ass popped up in that. Erica Girardi's ass popped up in that. Dorit's ass popped up, and all three of them agreed, like, oh, yeah, being called evil is worse than being called a cunt. In that fucking moment, I would have looked at every last one of them, and I said, I would have said, you know what? Thank God for Harry, because you dirty, worthless cunt, you would be nothing without him. Oh, wait, no, you'd have those seamless depends. Girardi, you've been getting, like I said before, you've been getting fucked on your back for 20 years. How does it feel when the chickens come home to roost, cunt? I would have called every last one of them a cunt to their face in the most aggressive manner. Honestly, Since evil is a worse word than cunt. Because let's keep, And let's, their mothers would have been cunts. And you catch go, me right there, I would have even went after the kids. Let's go one by the other. Lisa Renna, if it wasn't for Harry Hamlin, we wouldn't know shit but your pop-ups on the soaps and your Depends commercial. Right. Because I really know her from the Depends commercials, not even from the soap operas, because she wasn't, like, on there that long. Right. And she was on there in the 90s with Bo and Hope. Eric Bo and Hope sit quietly and mind their business. They got their own lives. Eric okay. Shane, bitch, I think I've seen you at one gay club and you was a filler act on, like, a Wednesday. I wouldn't doubt it. Okay, hold on, girl. My laundry's here. I'm going to run down and grab this and we can wrap this up. <laughs> I don't want niggas stealing my shit. It's not expensive, but I like my clothes. Yeah, don't get your laundry stolen. <sighs> We're taking a short intermission. Um, I'm not gonna edit things. I might shorten this quietness in the maybe it depends on how it takes to edit it because sometimes editing me wild, so I don't know that I'm gonna edit this. We'll see though. <sighs> okay. All right, y'all. Sorry about that.
You got back fast and I was ready for. Oh, girl, I ran up the stairs. That man was down there waiting. He was very nice. He was like, all right, you have a good day. <laughs> it's like, I'm glad I ran down when I did. Fast and I was ready for. Um, okay. <laughs> Diana. <laughs> oh, fuck her. Just to kind of round out Diana, I hope they never bring her back. I hope not. We don't need a fifth white woman in the alliance of evil. No. The access of evil. We don't. Ooh, I'm sorry. Evil is a terrible word. The access of cunt. But I also think that this I don't know that Lisa Renner's gonna come back because you know once Kyle turns on you. Oh, she's coming back because she still has Erica. But you know, because you know once because I mean, once Kyle turns on you, it's pretty much the end. Because we saw what happened to Lisa Vanderpump. We saw like once Kyle don't fuck with you no more. It's kind of. I mean, but what else does, like, what, like, honestly, what else does Lisa have going on? But not only has Kyle turned on her, the fans don't like her. No. But what she, did, she this just feeds her. What benefit would it be to Bravo to bring Lisa back? They need every season needs a villain. And this, yeah, this but, season was, like, definitely setting her and Erica up for their season of villainy. That's just it. Erica been the villain. See, I never thought that. I never necessarily thought of Erica. People hated as Erica Lassie. Erica been the villain. People but, hated Erica because of the shit that was going on with her husband and the right. actions that she had because of it. Right. But now we're getting into territory where Erica, of her own actions, for real, is becoming a villainess. And she very much said, "Fuck them people. I don't give a flying fuck." She did. Fuck you if you care. I don't give a fuck about me. And then to then get on Instagram and say it was taken out of context. No, girl, that's what you said. Right. <laughs> and honestly, instead of just saying like, "Yo, I was in my feelings and I ranted and I said some things that I regret saying." That's like, I don't. I, I care about all these people. Said. What you said was, "Fuck them." Bitch, they edited it weird. And it's just like, no, girl. No, girl. After what happened. What happened was you decided to say, fuck them people. <laughs> when I tell you, I cannot wait for Miss Kathy Hilton to bring her behind and her notes to the reunion. I hope they are color-collated index cards full of things. It's for Kathy to release them audio tapes that I know she got because Kathy Hilton 
strikes me as the type of bitch that records every conversation, whether it's on the phone or in person. I know this bitch has audio notes of what this convo looks like. I hope. I can't. I hope because it's <sighs> okay. So let's get into the Kathy thing because that became. I guess the second half of the last four episodes, five episodes of Beverly Hills, including the two episodes of the reunion. But you know, we're all about Kathy yeah, I and know Garcelle. Like people, people tried to say Garcelle was wrong for saying Diane was the one that bought the bots to harass her son or whatever. But a lot of stuff is pointing to Diane and Rena because there was the guy who's apparently supposed to be on the next episode of the reunion. That there's a guy who now I don't know if he's going to be or not. I don't work for Bravo. I don't fucking know. But there's a guy who is supposedly going to be on the next episode of the reunion. And he works for the company that they bought the bots from. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, they brought Jamie Lee Curtis ass on there. Why not? Exactly. Apparently, he works for the company that they purchased the bots from. So what he said was that Diane and Rena collectively purchased the bots to harass her Garcelle's son to make Garcelle leave the show. It wasn't supposed to be racist. So they were apparently, they apparently cut ties with the third party organization that actually ran the bots. So is this why she filed the lawsuit, Mm -hmm. the John Doe lawsuit on behalf of Garcelle? Because that, I was like, what are we doing? That's what, that's what the Bravo rumor mills are saying. Um, We won't know, obviously, until the episode here, because Bravo is very tight-lipped. But According to this guy, the whole purpose behind, and this is one person we never really will know, so I'm just saying according to his account, according to this guy's account of events, Diane launched this John Doe website not because she didn't know where the bots came from. Lawsuit. That's that's what I said. He said website. Oh, damn. It's a wine. I thought I said lawsuit. <laughs> anyway, but it was <laughs> it was not because she didn't know where the the bots came from, but it was actually like a breach of services lawsuit. Uh-huh. And the thing about it is, if you look up, because I actually looked up this what this lawsuit, a lot of the details are redacted. Of course. Right. Because it is a private suit, whatever, whatever. You know how sometimes some cases are redacted and some are just more widely put out there. But yeah. A lot of the details around this case are redacted. because I, I don't understand that. What I don't understand why she filed the lawsuit to begin with. Well, again, from what I understand, this is a breach of services website. I mean, breach of services lawsuit. I don't know why the fuck are you saying website, but it's, it's a breach of services lawsuit, which essentially means that I hired you to do this service and you did not perform it in the way that we agreed upon. 
But if it comes out that this is a breach of services lawsuit and not uh, like a defamation or something like that, breach of services then implies that you did employ these people. Yep. And they didn't perform in the way that you decided We're expecting. was fit to fulfill the employment contract, which mm-hmm. then implicates you in hiring these bots to harass her son. And Garcelle said flat out was like, I think it's redacted. And then everyone got into, well, I don't think anybody's just racist. He's like, you know what? You all may not think that you're racist, but your actions definitely are. You're you're racist. Bare minimum. You're unconsciously racist, but you're racist. Yeah. There's a lot of racism that flows through that cast. It's it's very much unconscious racism, but it's racism nonetheless. They continue to, they continue, Bravo is continuing to position the uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in a way where that same exact kind of conversation that Ebony was having over at New York does not happen over here. Mm -hmm. Because they don't want to happen, they don't want to spend the money, the effort, or the energy to have to completely rebrand and reboot a franchise because of one woman a black woman sitting here saying you all are bigots you need to get over it yep and that's what i want that's what garcelle truly needs to do Mm -hmm. she alludes to it to a certain extent when she talks about them constantly protecting each other yeah um but you know even that can be kind of disputed because they don't give a fuck about sudden but Part of me believes they don't give a fuck about Sutton because they're because Sutton is close to Garcelle. And Crystal and Garcelle are cool. Kathy, surprisingly, this this really kind of flipped my wig. Kathy, surprisingly, has been by far the most respectful person on that show, besides Sutton to Garcelle and Crystal. That isn't surprising to me, but it's not because. Michael Jackson was her friend growing up. <laughs> I know, like, the way she told that story was weird and fucked up. You say, like, you know what Michael said? I don't see color. And I the said, way she told that story Michael, I don't see color either. And fucked up. But I completely understood what she was saying. This is why I never thought that Kyle was racist. I always thought Kyle was clueless. Kyle's ignorant. Exactly. I never thought this, but it <laughs> and it's not just because Michael Jackson was her friend, but because of even the way she told that story. Daddy, I don't see color. Exactly. I don't even see color way either, she Michael. Told that story had like a level of innocent ignorance to it. Yeah. Which kind of always kind like I always thought Kyle was ignorant, not racist. I just thought she hadn't been exposed. And Kathy telling that story in that way confirmed to me that it's not that Kyle or Kathy are racist. They they very much reach out to everyone. They just don't really know a whole lot of people that are different from them. That's it. Racially it. or economically, they don't know many people different from them. Yeah, And very they much don't so. know many people who've had different backgrounds from them so some of the shit they do is very normal to them and the people that they know but they don't see how problematic this shit is you know what i'm saying yeah 
well, speaking of Kathy, we can round out this episode with um, Kathy Hilton's meltdown, which everybody's like, oh my God, Lisa Renna, I had to lock the door. I was traumatized. Bitch, if you were traumatized by that. But this is the thing. I'm not saying whether Kathy had a meltdown or not, because I don't know I wasn't there. Kathy's saying it wasn't that deep. But the thing about it is Lisa Renna over-exaggerates everything. everything that I don't even know if I believe if it was as deep as she say it was. I will say this. I have said worse things in this single episode. You're right. And in the longer in the entire run of this podcast than Kathy Hilton could have ever. But I will say the same person who is supposedly coming to the show because he's saying that Diana and Renna bought these bots. He also has brought forward someone else who supposedly was like doing freelance work for Renna and the whole point was to put on this smear campaign against Kathy Hilton. I wouldn't doubt it. Started on the show and continued online and apparently Kathy's remarks weren't as bad as what Renna's saying and apparently Kathy's remarks weren't even as bad as what we've heard said between Kyle and Kim on the show. But because Renna was her popularity was falling, this is why she tried to make Kathy the villain. This is also why halfway through, and I'm not saying that she was not grieving her mother, you know, because I can't, I know what it's like to lose a parent and I know grief comes in waves. You'll be just fine for weeks and then all of a sudden you can't fucking function. I know how that goes because I've lost the parent. But it has been said that a lot of that grief around Lois was put on later because her popularity was falling. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and this might be a little problematic. Regarding Lisa Rinna's actions and the grief of her, her mother who passed. Mm-hmm. Her mother wasn't dead when she said that Kim Richards was on her deathbed. Her mother was not dead then. Her mother wasn't dead when she said Yolanda had um Munchausen's her mother wasn't dead when she said the shit she said about Lisa about Denise Richards no her mother wasn't dead when she may not have been well but she was not dead she wasn't even unwell because she was very much a part of the show her mother was very much alive when she made mention of Garcelle being terrible for mentioning her daughter's eating disorder when all Garcelle said was, is it? Oh, no, her mother possible? was dead at that point, but even that was No, bullshit. her mother wasn't dead. Not oh, you mean when she was time. like, hey, is your, do you if ever the, think that The you're... way you post on Instagram, no. could that potentially. I'm so glad you brought that up because Andy Cohen asked the same question. He asked her the same question at a reunion. And it wasn't. It was not any of that. Tried to make it when Garcelle asked the same. Exactly. Because that's her exact same question. question. Somebody else on Watch What Happens Live asked her that question. One, some white celebrity that because I do not watch Watch What Happens Live. I cannot say Andy Cohen like that. But some white celebrity on Watch What Happens Live asked her about that. You know about 
that specifically because it's like you're so puzzled about your daughter's eating disorder. But could it possibly be some of your Instagram posts could trigger this? Like, Garcelle wasn't the first or the last to ask her that. No, she was just the black one. asked her. Kyle asked her. Lisa Vanderpump asked her. Mm -hmm. But it's just because of who Garcelle is. A legend. And the thing is, it's like, I've never been like a huge Garcelle stan. I honestly can take a leave. I actually forgot about her until she got on this show. And I listened to her book. Granted, I listened to the audio book. So the mention of Lisa Renner's daughter was not in there because it was taken out. They took it out. And that's bigger her because the way I would have said, fuck you, bitch, and left the shit in because you're talking about some shit that happened on fucking national TV, bitch. Some shit that you can stream over two to three different platforms. Like you can I, stream that shit on a TV, a computer, a phone. Exactly. You can but buy it on YouTube. She's bigger than me because she said, okay, I'll take the shit out because you uncomfortable. Because I really would have said you can fuck off because this is shit's on national TV. It ain't shit I'm saying in this book that's not already on motherfucking TV and everybody's fucking seen. So you can... Yeah, the minute that, that her lawyer my contacted life, my manager, my lawyer would have been contacting her personally. Right. But that ain't got nothing to do with nothing I'm talking about. We're... I don't even remember what the fuck point I was making, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Crystal. I fucking hate Lisa. No, no. Because, all right, let's segue over to fucking Crystal Minkoff, right? This is the thing. This is all I'm going to say about Crystal. Do I think that she genuinely feels victimized by these women? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that the genuine victimization gets lost in her bullshit all the fucking time? Because I do think that she has a habit of embellishing on stories to gain more sympathy. Like, she did that whole shit, like, what Sutton said was so dark, and is, but all that was ever said was about Sutton talking about the black girl and the Chinese girl in the pool with her son, which is, like, this is really fucking stupid, but it's not racist. Like, let's not paint it like it's racist. No, it is, though. What it is is, it, and Crystal doesn't have the capability to... She doesn't know how to put this together because what it is, is it falls into these bullshit ass ideas of diversity and these faux liberal ideas of like, we should all be together. And this is, but this is why thing. I say, and instead of saying that, say it's stupid and not racist because when I like me personally, this is me coming from where I'm standing from, from my experiences, right? When I think of a racist comment, I think of a comment that is meant to demean and or shame someone because their race is different yeah when i look at that comment i think of it this is a very ignorance person a very ignorant person's idea of what diversity looks like see the reason why i say that i feel like that comment i'll say it could be perceived as being racist because what it is is she's taking and she's trying to utilize other people of color to center herself and her child to say that, well, we're not this. 
But that's how such, and it's a centering of self within the experiences of people of color. But this is why I say it's more ignorance than racism, because Sutton centers herself in everything. That's true. They so, asked the Sutton make everything about her. Garcia like looked at her and was like, "Something that was specific it's okay. to this specific event, then I will be on your side." <laughs> But she does that shit with every fucking thing. So that's why I say it's more ignorance than racism. I when Carcel looked at that lady, it was like, you do. <laughs> I'd scream laugh because her face was like, sorry, girl, but you do. You she know I love you. And everything. She does. They talking about the recent oh. robbed and having a gun put in her face, and she made it about her and her buyer from France. You know what though? No shade. When it comes to Doris and her shit, I would have made it that too. I, I truly would have, especially after this reunion. She would receive no ounce of sympathy sympathy for me in any way, shape, form, or fashion for anything <laughs> that she has done or has experienced in any way, any fashion at all. Like completely, utterly, wholly, and truly. I would have been like, yeah, I'm trying to get this fashion buyer into immigration and it's ill. And I would have continued on with my day my thing with Doree is like, how can I say this, right? Let me say this in a way that makes sense. Doree is very, Doree is very self-centered, but it's because Dorit don't shut up long enough to listen to what anybody else has going on. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like the other three women that's in their squad. <laughs> Kyle, Erica, and, and Lisa. Lisa. Go out their way to try to tell you why you're wrong for not centering this around Dorit while simultaneously complaining about Dorit making everything about herself, then it's just like, who knows where to fucking go with this? Like, it's... <laughs> Dorit. Oh, do you hear? Oh, apparently there seems to be a rift in the squad. Did you hear when Erica was like, yeah, Dorit and PK are going to be the next couple to get a divorce? Yeah, I saw that. I said, oh, well, I but guess that Erica wasn't in the private chat, in was real it? Life, if we really want to talk about it, if we want to be very real, Erica never liked Dorit. Erica was jealous of Dorit. Like, they never liked each other. They never liked each other. Erica was very envious of the lifestyle that PK provides for Dorit. See, I I wouldn't even I won't even chop it up to jealousy. No, no, no. not in the beginning. I think towards the end, like now, where Erica is now, when she's not living that life, I think she's very envious of the life that PK has provided for Doree, or Doree has provided for herself. I don't know their finances, but I think that's also why she glommed on to Diane the way she did. She kept making comments that so I'm gonna live vicariously through, and it's like that's fucking weird because bitch, you're a whole ass grown person with your own bank account. The way I'm not coveting another bitch purchases, like the fuck, we are whole grown ass people, bitch. You work and you get your money however you get your money. You buy what you buy and I buy what I buy. I am not about to be out here like, oh my god, I wish. Oh, can you buy this? Because I want... Fuck that. The bitch, what? 
So, okay. These are my thoughts. I think that they had the issue when they first started. They got cool, right? Mm-hmm. All of this Kyle shit slowly started to happen. And they were already probably having a couple of issues. Like, Dorit talked too much. Dorit gets on my nerves. And yeah, now that Dorit is like, yo, this Kyle and Kathy thing really should just kind of be letting, let go. Mm-hmm. Erica has an issue with that because Erica's Erica repeatedly has said, well, I, for the last two years, I've been held to the fire about the way that I acted and I behaved. It was like, you were held to the fire about the way you acted and behaved and you were held to the fire for fucking a scammer for 20 years. Yes. For using the only good thing you got, which was your pussy to try and advance yourself. Victims of a plane crash to fund your fledgling ass music career and this weird ass lifestyle that you're trying to live. Once again, a mediocre music career designed for circuit muscle gays who are addicted to meth. Mm-hmm. That is who you make music for. So go pat the puss in prison. Yes. Remember that? Patting the puss. Oh, I learned it from the dance hall girls. Get your wife. No, you didn't. Because the way we don't pat the puss, like, girl. Not like that. Not in the way that you're saying. Like, it looked like you're waving away the air from a queef. It looks like your puss stank and you're trying to fan it off. Like, girl, go find something to do. Got the puss stank. Got the puss stank on me. I got to fan my puss off. I got to fan my puss off. I got to fan it off. <laughs> Queefing. <laughs> I'm mad at the push stake. Like, listen. All right, y'all. Your bitch got to get ready for work. And I got to get ready to go harass the bitch at work because I'm definitely coming. Let's <laughs> uh, go get very cute and post pictures on Instagram because I'm going to wear a dress I ain't had nowhere to wear it to. It's probably so wild. Be so be prepared. I'm probably going to be in a bad mood because it's going to be busy. <laughs> Oh no, you're going to be, I'm going to be very cute and I'm going to bring the good mood with me because I'm wearing this dress and it still has the goddamn tags on it because I'll be buying shit with no fucking place to go. And forgetting about it. And this dress still got tags on it, bitch. <laughs> um, well, all right, y'all. I want to bid all of y'all a good, great, wonderful, and blessed day. You can stream BravoCon, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake, The Real Housewives of Potomac, and... The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills <laughs> down on over at the Peacock. $5 a month. Go ahead and invest in it. It has commercials, but whatever. It's fine. Peacock um, need to give us a sponsorship to what we talk about these hoes. Bitch, don't they? Well, I mean, after saying fuck Andy Cohen and fuck Bravo, they probably will never touch us. I mean, very much, but we still be watching, so is you it know, really She's a sensitive girl. Remember what Kathy Griffin said. Oops. But this the thing. We still be watching, so is it really fuck Andy Cohen? No, it's fuck Andy Cohen all day, but I'm going to watch the mess. It's fucking Cohen, <laughs> but we still be watching. So, yeah. I mean, Peacock can still give... I mean, shit, Trixie and Katya stay trash in Netflix shows, and they still get them the shit. So, come on. Y'all want diversity, bitch? We're black and queer. Holla at us. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'll sit right there next to Sutton in an Irish, a red-headed Irish shot. <laughs> I do enjoy. I like Sutton. I like like. I'm starting to like Sutton. I I've always liked Sutton. I thought Sutton got a bad rap. I've always understood Sutton. Sutton always makes sense to me. 
I feel like she's not willful ignorant. She's just like ignorant, ignorant. Like she just doesn't know. She's like if you talk to her about things, she's like, oh. Oh, okay. I, I've always chucked Sutton up to being like all the other girl, all the other upper middle class girls I met from the South that only know people like them. Yeah. And it's not any ill intent. It's literally just lack of knowledge and that I can deal with. And the question always is, is when it's when it's placed in front of you, how do you navigate how it? Do you and conversations with Arcel are very different than conversations with Crystal, if that makes sense. But she at least they attempts are. in these conversations with Arcel. Because the thing about Sutton is like, once you present her with, this is where you fucked up, she's very much like, you know what? You right. Let me check. I didn't see it that way. Okay, cool. Let me check myself. But it's just because Crystal and the other white women don't want to just let her go with the let me check myself. They want to continuously belabor the point. Right. Well, I mean, it distracts from them. Letting her say, you know what? My bad. Didn't know. Let me fix it. Yeah. Which is what this is why her and Garcelle get along so well. Yeah. Because Garcelle recognizes, like, yes, this is a Southern white lady who may or may not have been exposed to people like me. And so this is where if I'm going to build a friendship with her, I have to tell her where she's wrong. And it's her job as someone trying to build a friendship with me to acknowledge it, accept it, and move forward, which is what she does when y'all allow her to. That's it. And I guess on that note, that was an actual good note. It Um, was. (laughs) Good, you know, good night, y'all. And always and forever, fuck Erica Girardi, fuck um, Giselle Bryant, fuck Robin Dixon, fuck Lisa Renna, fuck Kyle Richards, fuck Doris, fuck them all. Yes. That woman is forever, she's forever known as Doris. Although I do love Dorit's clothes. Dorit dresses, half the time I'm like, what? The other half I'm like, you're doing too much. Very much, but I like both. (laughs) because i like when she because it's like her head to toe fendi ski suit ski suit very much doing the most yeah but also kind of enjoyed it like she's she's a fashion girl there's no substance girl and i relate to her on that level but until she can my thing with dorita is that she can't see past her friendships to acknowledge what's right and what's wrong I don't think she knows what's right and what's wrong, to be perfectly honest. I don't think she knows what's right and what's wrong when it comes to people that she's friends with. I I think think she has a very hard time acknowledging wrong in her friend group. And I think once we get past that... That'll never happen. Because it's always... They are always going to... They will talk mad-ass shit about each other. They will hate each other and all of that. But at the end of the day, when it comes to anybody else outside of that group... Any person of color, they will always protect themselves. You're right. I'm giving this white lady too much credit. Don't give her credit. I'm she got enough money. Don't give her nothing else. You're right. You're right. I'm going to shut up now. Um, <laughs> all right, y'all. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>